you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we are studying the first 14 chapters of the book of Acts in a study entitled The Power of the Holy Spirit Through the Churches. During this study, we will observe how the Holy Spirit worked through the churches in Jerusalem to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. So, grab your copy of the Winter 2022-23 through 23 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson for January 29, 2023 is entitled, The Enemy is Changed. It comes from Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 8, verses 17 through 25. The key verse, And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Acts chapter 9, verse 6. The application. The student will understand that the gospel is powerful enough to save anyone who comes to Jesus in faith and calls upon his name. Seeking the context. Note. In the Bible, Paul is first known by the Greek equivalent of his Hebrew name, Saul. Acts chapter 7 verse 58, chapter 9 verse 1. But Paul is best known by his Latin Roman name, Paul. Acts chapter 13 and verse 9. So we will use this name to refer to him throughout the lesson and subsequent lessons. There is nothing more beautiful and spiritually energizing than seeing a lost person saved. Hopefully, you have had the privilege to be with people at the moment of their salvation. Besides your own salvation, there is nothing that grips the soul more. Let the tears flow and shout with joy. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Luke chapter 15 and verse 10. Every soul saved is a miracle of God when the Holy Spirit regenerates and renews one who is dead in trespasses and sins. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, Titus chapter 3 verse 5. It is the day the lost person trades the hell for heaven and being a child of the devil to being the child of God. Paul's salvation is the best known conversion in the history of Christianity. It was indeed an exceptional event. There was the lights from heaven that blinded Paul. Jesus appeared and spoke directly to him. Paul was radically changed from persecutor to preacher, murderer to messenger, church persecutor to church planter. There was the vision of the Lord sent to Ananias, commanding him to go to Paul. Ananias miraculously restored Paul's sight and told him what God's purpose for his life would be. Yes, it was amazing. As amazing as it was, Paul's salvation was no more precious than any other soul saved. Paul would agree because on the many occasions that he wrote of salvation, he used we and not me. He wrote, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. He also wrote, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5. 
So as we journey with Paul on his road to salvation in today's lesson, let us see how anyone can be saved. As Paul would share his testimony of salvation many times, we can also use the event of his salvation to lead others to salvation and remind us how precious all salvation experiences are, including our own. Searching the text. Number one, sin. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. And Saul yet, breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. By his own admission, Paul was the chief of sinners, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. We are reminded just how bad of a sinner he was at the beginning of Acts 9. We hear in the language, breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, verse 1, his violence and terrorism against God's people. By his own account, Paul persecuted Christians even unto death and locked up many in prison, Acts 22, verse 4, 26, verse 10. He tried to destroy the Jerusalem church, Galatians 1.13, and compelled Christians to blaspheme, Acts chapter 26 and verse 11. He did everything he could to oppose the name of Jesus, Acts 26 and verse 9. He was so angry at Christians that he chased them even to faraway cities like Damascus, Acts chapter 26 and verse 11. Yes, Paul was a sinner and a bad one. The problem of sin is the very reason for salvation. The first step in salvation is the admission of sin. Lost people must come to the realization and conviction of their sin because they can see their need of salvation. As has been said before, people must realize they are lost before they can be saved. We are all sinners because we are descendants of Adam and because we sin every day. Romans 5.12 Therefore everyone is in need of salvation and thank the Lord salvation is available to all no matter how bad they are. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 If God was willing to save Paul who was responsible for the death of many of his precious saints God is willing to save anyone. The Lord has done the hard work of paying the price for salvation and wants everyone to be saved. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4. For people who think they are too bad to be saved, how does Paul's salvation tell them that the Lord can save anyone? Number 2. Savior. Acts chapter 9 verses 3 through 5. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In the next scene, on Paul's road to salvation, Jesus the Savior showed up. Jesus identified himself with his name that means Savior. And that is what Paul needed to hear most. If we had known Paul 
in his persecution days, we might have prayed that the Lord would kill him to stop his persecution of Christians. But the Lord had not shown up to kill Paul, but to save him. Paul's persecution was actually the persecution of the Lord Jesus. Paul was persecuting Jesus, and Jesus showed up to save him. Jesus felt the hurt that Paul had caused, yet Jesus had come to save him. God could have killed Paul at any time, but instead God sent Jesus to save him. I am constantly amazed at the love of God. Salvation is first the act of God seeking us. We would have never sought after God in our sinful condition. Romans chapter 3 verse 11. Here we see Jesus seeking Paul, not Paul seeking Jesus. If God had not come for us, we would have never found salvation in him. We see this at the very beginning when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. While Adam and Eve hid from God, he came looking for them to save them from their sins. Genesis chapter 3 verses 8 and 9. Jesus told us that if God had not drawn us, if he had not given us the ability, we could never have come to salvation. John chapter 6 verses 44 and verse 65. So we should thank God every day that he came seeking to save us. How does God seek the lost sinner today? He does so with the gospel. Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And the passage points out clearly that Jesus was talking about his death. John chapter 12, verses 32 and 33. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Matthew chapter 18, verse 11. I am thankful the Lord came looking for me and did not kill me when I was his enemy and fought against him. Romans chapter 5, verse 10. When Jesus came seeking you for salvation, did you accept him as Savior? Number three, sting of conviction. Acts chapter 9, verses 6 through 8. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. No doubt this was a fearful scene, the blinding light and the powerful voice from heaven. But as Paul trembled with fear, there was something else that was shaking Paul on the inside. It was the sting of conviction. Paul was convicted by the life and death of Stephen, Acts 7. And Jesus said it clearly that Paul was fighting against conviction. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks, Acts 9 verse 5. When Paul later gave his testimony, he repeated this statement, Acts 26 and verse 14. And I am sure remembered how sharp those pricks were. The metaphor refers to a stubborn ox kicking at the sharp poking stick used by the farmer to prod the ox along. Yes, as stubborn, rebellious oxen, Paul and all lost sinners kick against the conviction that God sends to prod them toward salvation. 
but thank God for the conviction. Paul was flat on the ground, full of fear and conviction. His next question, what will thou have me to do, verse 6, says a whole lot about what was happening inside Paul. His heart was being changed. It is hard to be certain the exact moment of Paul's conversion, but if I were guessing, it would be here. Of course, Paul had much to work out in his heart and mind and spent three days in blindness and prayer doing so. But something big had changed in Paul. Can you describe the moment you were saved? Number four, service. Acts chapter 9, verses 17 through 25. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hand on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it were had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem and came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. And after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. But their laying await was known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down by the wall in a basket. The Lord saves the lost because he loves them. The Lord also saves people to serve him. When Paul asked what the Lord would have him to do, the Lord responded that he did have something for Paul to do. He was to go to Damascus, and there he would be told what he must do. Verse 6. All saved people have something they must do in the service of the Lord. Salvation is an escape from hell, but it is more than that. Our faith in the Lord is the faith of commitment. When we are saved, we are made new creations in Jesus Christ. We are changed from rebelling against God to relying on Him. We are changed from stubbornly kicking against the prodding to submissively serving his purpose for our lives. Through a faithful and devout disciple, Ananias, God healed Paul's blindness and delivered his marching orders for Paul that would set the direction of Paul's life for the rest of his life. There is much to be said about Ananias' service to the Lord here. Ananias had good reason to fear Paul, but his faith in the Lord enabled him to face his fears. So when the Lord said go, Ananias went and told Paul what he must do. After Paul was baptized, he began a life of service, 
preaching the message of the gospel that he once tried to destroy. Paul started where he was in Damascus. Something else that started here was that the Jews tried to kill Paul. Paul would suffer persecution for the rest of his ministry, as the Lord had said. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Acts chapter 9 verse 16. But Paul had given up his life to serve the Lord, and there was no going back. How has salvation changed your life? Setting the application. Are you saved? This is the most important question you will ever answer in your life. You do not have to have a brightly shining light voice from heaven salvation experience as Paul did. But you must feel the conviction in your heart about your sins. Then through hearing the gospel, you must understand that Jesus is the only Savior through his death, burial, and resurrection. He is seeking to save you. Can you sense his seeking you? Salvation is by God's grace. It is the gift of God. You do not have to be good or do something good to be saved. But you must receive salvation by faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. You can receive salvation by calling out to God in prayer, asking him to save you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10:13. There is no scripted prayer you must say to be saved, but you must recognize that you are a sinner, realize that Jesus is the only Savior, repent of your sins, and request in faith salvation from God. Recognize, realize, repent, request. Once you are saved, there will be be a desire to serve your Lord Jesus. Not that we will ever do so perfectly in this life, but it is the desire to serve the Lord that will never leave you. Once we are saved by God's grace through faith, we are called to a life of good works which God has planned for us long ago. Ephesians 2.10 Get saved and get busy serving the Lord. Are you saved? Thank you for joining us in another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue going through Acts 1 through 14, observing the power of the Holy Spirit through the churches. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.